Welcome to Giving Your Best Life with Stephanie Jones, aka The Giving Gal. Former police officer, private investigator, professional organizer, who pivoted to the corporate world and then through giving 522 gifts, became an author and inspirational speaker. Need a little positivity and inspiration in your life? Grab a mug of your favorite drink and cozy up in a comfy chair and join Stephanie as she chats about giving your best life. In each episode, she shares intentional ways to give to yourself and others, how gratitude can lead to a healthier, happier, more content life, and tips to accomplish your goals. Let's jump into giving your best life. Hey friends, this is Stephanie here, also known as The Giving Gal with episode number 42 of Giving Your Best Life. Friends, today, huh? I want to talk about two of my favorite things, giving and books. Before I get into it, if you're like Stephanie, I'm not a book fan, I don't read, um, let me just challenge you. Maybe you haven't found the right book. That might be a quote from a famous person. I don't know. But I used to be that way. I used to hate to read. When I was in school, I I would not even read books for book reports. I would read the first chapter, the last chapter, skim the middle, and basically say a prayer and write a report. Um, The first books that I really got into were Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And I think the reason why I loved them was they were very short chapters. They were positive. They were inspirational. They moved quickly. And you didn't feel compelled to like finish the whole thing right there. And each story stood on its own. Um, That's actually one of the models I used for my first two books, The Giving Challenge and The Gratitude Challenge. I wanted them to be books, not just for people who were like, ferocious readers and read all the time, can sit down, finish a book in one sitting. But for somebody who's like, you know what? Like, I am lucky if I read a book a year where this, the books that I have written are short stories. They stand on their own. There's actually action items of gifts you can give or uh, gratitude challenges for the gratitude challenge. In the giving challenge, one of the nonprofits that I talk about is a little free library. I have a really cool story about uh, a guy that I met up in Alaska. And I love little free libraries. If you're not familiar with them, they're exactly what the title, the name of the nonprofit says. They are little wooden libraries. They're scattered out all, really, all throughout the world. Um, there's a hundred thousand plus little free libraries in a hundred countries, according to littlefreelibrary.org. Um, they share 42 million books each year. And if you go to their website, littlefreelibrary.org, you can click on the map. And if you aren't familiar with this, check to see if you have a little free library in your community. I actually did a social media post on this. So This is one way that you can give. If you have books sitting around your house that are collecting dust, you're never going to, one, read them or read them again. That's that's a big thing for me. I have books sitting on my shelf that I've read once. I'm never going to read them again. Um, Is I am really 
trying to get them out so other people can use them, can take advantage of them, so we can share what we have, donate them. Uh, So I did a post on a stack of books that I took to my local free library, and somebody commented, you know, like, hey, what a great idea. I have all these books at my house collecting dust, never thought about it. And then when they went to littlefreelibrary.org, they realized that they had several little free libraries in their community. So Gift idea number one is go through your house. Uh, maybe even if you have children, check their books that they can no longer read and donate your books to a little free library. And the reason why I love little free libraries, a couple of things, is not every community has like a physical community library, but these little free libraries provide books, um, accessibility to books in communities that may not have libraries, especially in high-need areas, whether it's underserved urban areas, suburban, rural, or even in our native communities. The other thing is, is it provides 24 access. So I love my local library. I go there. I love to support them. Um, But sometimes hours don't always work out. And so I love the little free libraries is you can always pop by and see what's in there and take a book for yourself. So it's not only a way for you to give, but it's a way for you to receive. I always look at the books in there. Sometimes I take a book, sometimes I don't, Um, but I love it. It also fosters community. So they've done some studies Little Free Library, and they said 72% of their volunteer stewards have met more neighbors because of the Little Free Library. On average, a book is shared in their Little Free Library every day, and I love this last one. So if your community doesn't have a Little Free Library, you can go to littlefreelibrary.org and check out like how do you build one, you know, kind of the guidelines around that. But it says 92% of people say their neighborhood feels friendlier. It's a friendlier place just because of a little free library, which I love that. They're happy, they're colorful, you can design them however you want. Um, But also, their studies, and they, they have this on their website, is if you look at, there are 30 million people. This is staggering number to me. 30 million adults cannot read or write above a third grade level. Friends, that is in the United States of America. This isn't some third world country. And we, the studies have shown over and over again that if children have access to books at a very young age, they're more likely uh, to have better literacy, to improve literacy. The more books in or near a child's home, they're more likely not only how to learn how to read, but to love reading. I grew up with a ton of books in my home. I loved it when I was little. It was just when I got older, older uh, it just seemed so overwhelming to me. And later I learned out that I was dyslexic. So it makes sense of why, you know, when I started getting into chapter books and bigger books in high school, it was, I really struggled compared to when I was a child. Um, but this is another statistic that is staggering and why I love the Little Free Libraries because it is two out of three children living in poverty have no access, no books to call their own. And I just can't imagine, I want you to think about that for a second, is when you were growing up, did you have books in your home? I did, I loved them. And so think about 
those that are in poverty? How do we give them access? In these books, what I love about the Little Free Libraries is there's no like book police. If you want to take a book and keep it, so if those children want to keep those books that they're reading and that they're getting at the library, they can do that. That's the beauty of it. That's why I challenge you to, especially if you have children or you know of children or grandchildren or you go to a friend's house and you see all these books and you talk to their parents and it's like, yeah, they don't read half of them or they're not using half of them or you're a teacher and you've moved to a different grade and you have books that are like hidden in your closet that you're never going to use Donate them to Little Free Library, especially in underserved areas. So, friends, that is um, one of the ways that you can give books is donate what's on your shelf, in your house, maybe even at your workplace that nobody's reading and is collecting dust to a Little Free Library. The second thing that I have started to do is when friends have babies, this is my favorite gift to give now is books. And I like to give books for um, to people that maybe they haven't heard of the author before. Introduce them to new authors or books that I don't have children, but may, maybe books that your children love, but aren't like the common ones that everybody's buying. Um, my friend and actually coach Michelle Medlock Adams has, I mean, just tons and tons of amazing children book. And I've actually started to give these as gifts. So my favorites are Cuddle Up Prayers. I Love You Bigger Than the Sky. She actually has a series that's series that's called What Is. And so she has What Is America? What Is Easter? What Is Christmas? What Is Thanksgiving? If you are like over-the-top gift giver. Um, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. I actually, for two friends in 2020, I mailed a book um, like almost every month that coincided with the holidays to not like overwhelm them with, you know, a big package of books at the beginning, uh, but to introduce them as it relates and correlate to the holidays. So I challenge you next time you have a baby shower to go to or somebody in your community is having a baby is give them the gift of books. Start that child off uh, with their love of reading. The other thing too um, is this is a great gift, you know, for children, your own children, your grandchildren. Uh, if your kids are going to a birthday party, I am just big on ensuring that our kids don't have a lot of things and stuff that they're not going to play with, um, or maybe that's eventually going to end up in a toy box. And not to say that a book isn't going to end up on a shelf, but um, ensuring that we are giving the gifts of books. I also, another way that you can give, there are many authors. I know Andy Andrews does this. Um, he has, oh my gosh, you got to check out just some of his books, Google Andy Andrews books. But um, even for myself is we have book donation programs. So if you uh, want to donate for me a book to a veteran um, who is serving in our country, my gratitude challenge, you can go to givinggal.com backslash shop. And there's an opportunity for you to buy a book for a veteran. And then I send it to a veteran free. Um, just, I don't know, as a way for us to say thank you. And I'm amazed of a number of veterans that I come across or even veterans who might order my first book, The Giving Challenge. I throw in a copy of the Gratitude Challenge in with the book and say, you know, it came from a grateful American. So 
I just want to say there's a lot of great ways that we can um, give as it relates to books in our community, to our friends and family, and to support our uh, veterans, to support sometimes underserved. It depends what authors are doing. And making sure you're supporting authors, especially your self-published um, authors that you know and your your friends. I can't tell you how much it means to me uh, when a friend doesn't, you know, I like Amazon, I gotta tell you, I mean, I order stuff off there. But when people order direct from me on my website, it is so helpful. Like I recoup some of the costs that I have invested in creating that book and bringing that book to life. Um, so I just want to say thank you. If, if you're listening to this and you've bought um, a book directly from givinggal.com backslash shop. And um, yeah, that's what I have for you today. Reading and books are very, very powerful. And I think it's one of the best gifts that we can give. And it's also a great way for us to get out and get to giving our best life. Thank you so much for listening. We know your time is valuable and we're grateful you shared it with us. For more information about Stephanie, her books and speaking, head over to givinggal.com. And remember, there are many ways you can give back by subscribing to Giving Your Best Life, sharing this podcast, writing a review, and signing up for Stephanie's newsletter. We are grateful for you. Now go out and get to giving your best life.